0: Welcome to Moneymaker, the podcast that gives you the tools to enrich your life in every sense of the word. I'm your host, Nellie Gallan. Let's get started. I just had the pleasure of speaking at this conference in London called TWIN. Uh, my dear friend, Rob Wolcott, uh, is the guy that put it together. And I got to have the most incredible conversation with Dr. Bruce Horn, who is a psychologist at Bristol University in England. And he is like the, the father, the grandfather, even though he's young, of this whole idea of happiness that we're now hearing all these different um, schools, Yale, all these different uh, places have classes about happiness. And he's kind of the one that's taught everybody about it. And all of those professors were taught by him. And he's the one that's written the most books on happiness. And it was very fascinating because we were in this um, incredible conference on what is coming in the future, AI, biotech, uh, going to space, going to the moon, going to Mars, and all the people were there that were sort of the founders of all these companies and the creators of all this stuff. It was just very heady, heady. And he and I were the last people to speak at the end. And he's like, wow, how do we follow all those people? And I said, you know what you are talking about? Happiness is the thing we all want and none of us can seem to attain. So what's more important than that? And it was true because we went on stage and we we had this very deep conversation and everybody came up to us and go, oh my God, that's what we want to know about. Isn't that the real secret to life? And it's very interesting because I recently had a conversation with my dear friend Damon John. And we both had like an existential crisis in the middle of the of the podcast because, you know, i I said to him, in my experience, the pursuit of all the stuff that we go for, which is success and money and achievement and and also, With that comes a lot of great other stuff, growth and expansiveness and, you know, just living the best life you can live also comes with the dichotomy of kind of, is that all there is, right? And that you get to these places and you work so hard and you don't know, you're so in uncertainty that you're going to get to where you think you're going to go and you're learning and learning and learning. And then you get to the place and sometimes it isn't all it was intended to be. And for me, I think that that is such a truth. Um, you know, for me, my dream, my whole life, when I started running the little TV station, that was like little rinky-dinky TV station, was to eventually be president of a network, and be, you know, the young a young woman president of a network because my role model had been, you know, seeing, uh, you know, a woman on the cover. A va- on the back side of Vanity Fair in an ad. Um, Sherry Lansing, she was the first woman president of Paramount. And she was in an American Express ad as the woman that was the first woman president of Paramount. And I remember cutting that out and putting it up on my wall. So I didn't put movie stars or I put like executive women on my on my wall. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to be this smart girl that had like a major job. And I was telling him that I got the job. You know, after many, many years, I got the big, the job that I And by the way, and I got all the press that came with being the first Latina president of a network and all the flowers and all the kudos and all of that stuff. And it was a very big high. And I kid you not, it was a very big high for a day. And the next day, It was like a really big come down because now I'm in the job. I see that it's a tsunami of work. I am now in that job working for a corporation that is very, you know, very tough. And I cannot tell you the weird things that happened to me. Um, I went from being this young kid that everybody was like, girl, most likely to succeed type of vibe. And getting contracts and deals from all these people that were in Hollywood, giving me deals because I was like the young up up and comer. And then I had one of my former mentors call me and he said, why did you have to take a job that was really for somebody like me? And I was like, taken aback, like what? And he said, yeah, I would have always given you deals. Everyone would give you deals. You took one of the 20 jobs that every man in Hollywood wants and you took it, and that has haunted me ever since, and I'm gonna tell you something really super honest. He was right. Like in a weird way, my ego got fed from having that very big job, but, in, but actually strategically, I would have been better off being the producer, being the talent that got deals from these guys than trying to compete with them. And I know that sounds really like way, like far out crazy, like backwards. But my life from that moment on wasn't as happy as it was before. I was like, it it was really hard. It's everything that you hear women say about what it is to finally get to where you're going. And it's interesting because Damon I'm going to let him tell you the story because you're going to hear it in the podcast, but he had a similar experience in a different way of what are the expectations on you once you hit the pinnacle, once you win the Oscar, once you get that CEO job, once you get a New York Times bestseller, once you are the man or the woman, what are the expectations on you that kind of create an unhappy life? What happens when you become, you go from being a funny person to all of a sudden you're the most famous comedian? Or what happens when you're Madonna and you're like in the East Village doing your music and then you become Madonna? Your life doesn't get easier. And what happens is that then everybody's out to get you, to to show that you're really not that valuable and not that, you know, that it's not so easy. So one of the things that comes up for me that I think is important to say is that at some point years later, and you guys have heard me say this before, I stopped everything and went back to school. And that seemed like a psychopathic thing to do. I remember my, my agent, Mark Itken, who I love madly and was my agent for so many years, called me and said, have, are you having a nervous breakdown? Like, what are you doing? You're at the top of your career and you're going to go back to school? And the other day, I was talking to another really big woman exec in Hollywood. And she said, you know, you've had such a weird career, like, you know, you've had so many different like twists and turns. And she goes, I find that very interesting. And I said, Yeah, because I think somewhere along the way, I realized I needed to stop. I didn't know why. But I knew I needed to stop and like, put myself in a very different situation. And I guess you can call it, An existential crisis or a midlife crisis or you know to be fair i had also made some money then and i was a little more settled in the fact that i wasn't going to be broke tomorrow i still as an immigrant i always think i'm going to be broke but i I didn't feel like i was going to be broke tomorrow and i decided to go back to school and one of the things that comes up for me about that is that i did that in the in hindsight because in career years, I had worked so hard since I was 15 years old. I had, like, climbed every mountain that in in career years, I was way older than my age, but that what was wrong, there was something wrong with me. And what it was is that I was really immature. Like, I had not had all the markers that I now know as a psychologist you have to have in order to develop mentally grow correctly, like going through your high school reunion. I mean, go, forget your reunion, going to your high school graduation, like going to your prom, like going to college, you know, doing all the things college kids do. Then, you know, maybe getting drunk a little You know, I'm someone that never drank and never tried a drug, like square, 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 really didn't date. Never went through a graduation. Never went through a real wedding. Like I did get married very briefly when I was very young, but it was like a shotgun wedding. And no, I wasn't pregnant, but it was a shotgun wedding. We have to tell that story someday. And I didn't really live through the phases of life that let you know that one part of your life is over and another part has begun. And in career, it was like I shot. I, I worked and worked and worked, and it looks like I made it overnight. But I had been really working for so many years that even though I might've been like 40-ish when I went to school, I felt like I was 80-ish. And in, in in personal life, I felt like I was 17. And every single relationship that I got into was not right. And the common denominator in those relationships was me. So there comes a moment where you have to look at yourself, and I'm blessed because for many people, when you hear sometimes celebrities go off the rails and they're on drugs and alcohol or they're sex addicts or God knows what, you know, my way of dealing with it was to go back to school. And I'm blessed that my way of always uh, dealing with horrible crisis is to grow. Thank God that my number one value in life is to grow. But I think that it's good for you to hear that because, you know, it's not so important to get to the end of the race fast. It's important to get to the end of the race whole. And sometimes we have to do that by slowing down, not looking at other people that get there fast, because, yeah, it's very ego gratifying to get there fast. Definitely, I got a lot of kudos for being the youngest of this and the youngest of that. But now I'm the oldest of this and the oldest of that. And guess what? It almost feels better because when you're the youngest, what you don't realize is where do you go from there? You're going to have a crash. You are going to have a crash. And when you go slow and steady, and that's why I say all the time, I'm a turtle. I don't want to be fast. I want to be a turtle because I will slow and steady now, but the turtle always wins the race. Moneymaker is a production of Money News Network. Moneymaker is written and hosted by me, Nellie Galan. Our executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. Thanks for listening. See you next time.